Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, welcome to Trainwreck tonight. 308 Monday Night Debacle sponsored by your place to buy a case. Your place to drown your sorrows outlet liquor make sure you're following them at outlet liquor ny on twitter and instagram for updates on all the best deals on all the best spirits cases and deals in western new york uh speaking of the best that's not what we got last night folks it was a brutal way to lose a season opening game so we'll break it down we got Kristen kimmick of the bills mafia babes we also have your friend my friend our friend jake mike in the house We'll talk about who the blame goes to, whether we think Jack, Josh Allen is a little too wild, and uh, exactly are we going to blame the punter for not making the tackle on the game-winning play? Let's go. You don't you don't you don't you don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown Where pink flamingos cry soda falls and what you take magically regenerates on supermarket shelves the ovens clean themselves you don't pay the tab till the last drop so we all ride for nothing cause his train never stops All right, folks, welcome back. Everybody tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to Trainwreck Tonight 308, sponsored by Outlet Liquor, your place to buy a case. Uh, let's bring in uh, my co-host at this time, Jake Micah. Micah, how was the night last night? Where, where, where were you watching the game at the Bills Backers Bar in Chicago? No, so I drove home from Western New York all the way to Chicago yesterday, so I was watching from the comfort of my home uh and I'm glad I was in in the comfort of my home and not in public in Chicago for the first night of that because, yeah, what a roller coaster just all around. Um, I feel, I don't know, I'm I'm a sicko, but I'm kind of more excited for next week now because than I was this week just to see like what the hell happens after this because man, there's a lot we could pick from a lot a lot we could pick from a lot we could talk about tonight. I'm excited. To get you to are it. an absolute sicko. So put on your manners because we're bringing in a guest at this time. Uh, welcome to Trainwreck tonight, Kristen Kimmick. Uh, Kristen, welcome. Uh, how are you feeling on this overreaction defeat Tuesday? <laughs> Hi guys. Um, I might also be a little bit of a psycho because 
it was a roller coaster um, and one that ended badly. So, you know, it was um, that was something, huh? Uh, yeah, in more ways than one. Obviously, I think uh, everyone was kind of a volcano overflowing with excitement to for football to be back. So let's get into this real quick, because I think this story just came out. Most watched Monday night football game ever. So, I mean, I this is my spin zone. If you're going to have a Bills Super Bowl season, I think this is the perfect way for it to start. I think there's no more fitting way to get our off on the right foot to truly represent Bill's history than losing the most watched Monday night football game ever. I mean, yeah, that was Billsy, right? <laughs> Let's set that scene. I think you just said, but man, next week better look better. I'm hoping that this is the, get them kind of a kick in the ass, getting, getting them going, right? Get that chip on the shoulder, really get Josh to buckle down because that was on him. Last night was on him. I think we can all admit that. We are going to talk that in a second. Micah, you agree? I mean, it seems like they're, uh, we'll get into it in a second, but it seemed like last night fallout was more Dorsey. And it seems like as time goes on now, it's foreign, falling more on Joshy boy. Yeah. No one wants to blame the golden boy right away, but it was, it was just one of those games. I mean, we've, the thing is bills fans specifically, the, the part about the most Monday, watch, most watched Monday night game really accentuates what the reaction was today because the whole country got to sit in and watch that chaos that Josh Allen, you know, put out onto the field. And we've seen spurts of it. I, I, we've seen a couple games that were as bad as last night. So I feel like Bills fans, I mean, the reaction was all over the place from Bills fans too. But I feel like, at least from my perspective, I was like, I mean, I've seen Josh do this before and I feel like he bounces back from it. But when the whole country is watching, it's week one and not even just the fact that it's week one Monday night football. We know the, all the extracurricular hype that was going into this game. I think that played into a lot of it. But yeah, it's 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 squarely on 17 shoulders. I think if we're just talking about where to put the blame, I think that there's, you know, two or three plays if he eliminates that they win this game. And that's the craziest part about this game is that. You said it perfectly, Kristen. It was so billsy, right? Like I'm playing Bill's therapist in the morning to all my friends and family <laughs> texting me and just like, what happened? Like, how did that happen last night? And I had two answers. A, Josh was due for a primetime performance like this. He's been, I think they said before the game, Chris Brown on the radio, him and Rogers going into the game were the one and two in the modern era of primetime quarterbacking. So Josh was due for a performance that was subpar on primetime. And like you said, the Bills be Bills. And that felt like I was laughing at the punt return. Because like, this is the most Bills possible loss you could ever end. And no matter how good they are, no matter what the expectations are, mm -hmm. Super Bowl and up, this is still the Buffalo Bills. That felt exactly like the last 27 years of Buffalo Bills. The first Bills game I ever went to in my life, they lost to the Jets in the home opener on a kick return. I'm sure you all remember that. Wow, so Chad, really Morton. Like Chad Morton back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so, very immortal. Also, so, um, yeah, and we haven't even said it yet, which just shows what a storyline it was right out of the gate. But obviously the reason it was such a heartbreaking loss last night, not because, you know, I think any, I think I speak for everyone when I say like, if you lose, an, if I, if I told you this time yesterday, you're going to lose an overtime. People are like, okay, you know, it was probably a classic game between Allen and Rogers, but obviously what happened with Rogers beginning changed the whole dynamic of the game, changed the whole storyline. So let's get our resident Jets fan in here. At this time, Rob Ryan, Rob, how are you feeling on your victory Tuesday? Although it feels like you're, you've got, you've got a cloud over your head today with the Rogers news. Yeah, not great. Um, obviously, as everyone knows, Jets fans were ready for this. We've been waiting over 12 years to make the playoffs. 
expecting this is the year to easily make the playoffs and even possibly go on the whole run. Four plays in, the most Jetsy thing happens of all time on the most watched Monday Night Football game ever. Their star QB that's going to lead them to the promised land for the first time in 50 years gets hurt four games in for the rest of the season. Now that's the most Jetsy thing I've ever heard in my life. To even have a win after all that is just shows the what Coach Sala and his staff has brought to this team over the last three or four years. I mean, any other year, their star QB goes down, they're not winning that game. Yeah, that's very fair. I mean, let's face it. Call a spade a spade. The defense was flying around yesterday. Brees Hall looks like he could be, you know, comeback player of the year potential. Did that make it? I'm not even trolling. Did that, did that make it almost hurt more with Rodgers being out seeing all those other things? Oh, for sure. I was saying it all last night. No offense to the Bills, but if there was healthy Aaron Rodgers on that field, it was not going to take overtime for the Jets to win that game with how Allen was playing. You can all admit it. You, the Bills, Bills fans all over are admitting they should not have won that game if they won that game last night. Josh Allen was the reason for your loss. Everyone said it already. If the Jets' defense with Aaron Rodgers at QB, not Zach Wilson, with we all know what Zach Wilson does these days. I I don't think it was. I don't think it would have been that close a game. It might have still went overtime, but I still think we would have seen a better performance. And I think it would have been a maybe not double digit win, but I just don't think the Jets would have had to come to the last of cause a fumble with four minutes left at field goal, go on down, stop them for a field cause goal. A, cause a fumble. Josh basically caused it himself, but okay. I will, I will get ready. No, no, no. Real quick though. Kimmick, where were you watching the game last night? I was in my friend's garage. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. what was, what was their reaction and everything when the Rogers like uh, injury happened? Honestly, before I answer that, my condolences, oops, wrong way. My condolences. Because honestly, I, I think that Bills fans have gone through some real heartbreaking things. And my heart broke for you guys, even as a Bills fan. Like that is, that's tough. You know, we've been there like the Von Miller hit last year. We get it. And um, I just feel really bad for you guys. But that was literally the consensus like in that in that garage was that same thing. It was kind of like this, holy cow, did he really get like get injured? And then at first it was like, oh, maybe he's going to be out for a game or two. And that's you know, depending on the injury kind of sometimes depends on the reaction. Right. But once it came out, it was the Achilles. Uh, I mean, everybody was like, Oh man, you know, that's just so tough. All right, Rob. Well, I mean, listen, it's a week to week league as they say. So obviously you're probably rolling with Zach Wilson this week, but the rumors are out. The jets are, the jets are looking for a new numero uno, potentially who, who do you want? Who do you want them to bring in? Um, first, they're not looking for numero uno. Salas said, Robert, that. did I see Robert Griffin the third throwing his name in the oh, ring? I don't, I, I don't know what the hell that was, <laughs> but I just I don't like any of the available QBs, even Brady. We saw what happened last year, he is not what he Brady? was. You I wouldn't don't like no, no, Brady. I would just because of who he is, but okay, I, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just had to put your feet to the fire because you you have to admit you would take Brady. He would make every decision right. He would he wouldn't beat you, and that's exactly the kind of quarterback you need. I agree. I just don't think there's many out there. I don't I don't think Brady's coming back, especially now that he's part owner of the Raiders. I don't I don't even know how that works if he's even allowed to play for a team. Um. And then the other options, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, even RG3 is throwing his name in the picture. Um, Jacoby Brissett, uh, I don't know. There's uh, Salas said today that even if they bring a QB in. What about uh, what that, about a Jameis Winston? 
Can you New Orleans one? right now just sitting on the bench, and you know they don't want to just like lose him for nothing. That is an option that I've seen it around, and I think he could be the most. Suitable. Are you ready to eat a W? I don't know if you're ready to eat a W, Rob. That's the thing. I mean, you were ready last night, but are you going to be ready in the future? I mean, we'll see. But I think with the O line, obviously we saw that was a problem three, four plays into the game. Um, you need someone who's mobile, so we're not. I don't want a Matt Ryan who's just going to be a statue in the pocket. Jameis Winston, yes, he's going to throw to the interceptions, but I think with the defense that the Jets have, they can overcome that. But I think they're going to roll. I think they're going to sign someone. I don't know who, but I think they. Salah said today that Zach Wilson is the QB one, and it's not going to be a competition as of right now. Obviously, that depends on how Zach plays, but I think they roll with Zach until at least the bye week. Okay. Rob, Ryan, shout out to you joining us on TT two hundred eight or uh, TT three hundred eight on a tough football weekend for you and me. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, thanks, Rob. Well, thanks for having Thank me, you, Rob. Of course. Good night now. All right. Well, with that said, now that we've given our condolences, now that we've expressed our sorrows, we need to get back to our frustration and our fury. Where does this volume fall on Overreaction Tuesday? I think that we both we all already got there, and I think you saw the evolution. I think last night. There was a lot of upset people at Dorsey, and I think that's thinned out over the last, you know, 12 to 15 hours to kind of, you know, the fact that Allen should needs to be more responsible. You know, people are saying that this is a, a reversion all the way to pre, you know, like like September 2019 Josh Allen against the Patriots, uh, which is, you know, feels like a whole generation ago. But with that said, I mean, again, none of us are QB gurus, but if you were, you know, McDermott in that room this week, what's the message you're sending to try and get this offense, try and get, you know, Josh Allen, his mojo back? Go ahead, Kristen. Um, it's, I don't even know what happened to him. It feels like this has been going on since like the last half of last season. He is, how do you take somebody that's been on, He's been so on fire for years. And all of a sudden, we just see Sugar High Josh back. Like, how do you snap him out of it? How did we do that the first time? I mean, like, watching him yesterday, it was just his eyes were all over the place. He was moving. It was like he couldn't find his targets. He was targeting Jordan Whitehead. You know, like, how do you keep throwing that after two interceptions into double coverage to get a third one? You know, we've seen him do the fumble in, in Dallas, and he picked that right up and still went over the line. I just don't understand where where he's where this came from and how do we get rid of Sugar High Josh like we did it the first time. I he needs to buckle down, man. And and I don't know. He keeps saying that he's gonna make adjustments and adjustments, but we're not seeing them. And that's where I don't I don't even know where to start with that. Seriously. Um now here's the thing. On the other flip side, a lot of people are kind of upset, I guess, at how the defense played in the second half or a little bit against Zach Wilson, I guess I'm not really so much. I feel like they were pretty stalwart. I think you take away two to three plays, which could be pretty cleaned up. Uh, the one big breeze hall run stands out. Obviously um, I'm not going to upset myself about the Garrett Wilson catch. That feels more like uh, you know, you know, one of those highlight catches, you know, I, again, I think someone, I think tailgate beers made the, uh, the video with like the yearly catches that the bills have lost to going back the last four years. Not exactly memorable uh, as far as being a bills fan, but obviously something that happened nonetheless. So with that said, uh, is talking about blame. Um, how much of a blame do you put on McDermott for this one? Uh, you know, things got a little out of control there in that second half after you had halftime to make adjustments. I feel like you got to give him maybe, you know, a third of the pie, a third of the pie here. Maybe I'm saying 50% to Josh 
17% to Dorsey, 33% to McDermott. That's my official pie breakdown. I don't know how your guys' pie is looking. How are you serving this pie? Mm. I'm with you on McDermott. I think there's a couple. There's there's really – with McDermott, it's always about the moments in the game that he misses. Like, he's so good for, like, 97% of the game. And then this is the 3%. It's the moments that everybody is fed up with him at, and that's why you're even seeing discourse around him. The not taking the penalty against Zach Wilson on the plate to, to allow a 43-yard field goal. It's a cocky move, and I don't, I don't understand. Like, I understand why he felt confident in that moment. Obviously, you're looking across from Zach Wilson, but to just assume that you are to assume whatever he was assuming in that moment, I feel like it was it was a missed opportunity to a let your defense go make a play after they had just chased the dude back to the what the fit for his own 45 yard line. That, another missed opportunity is them not getting a sack on that play, but regardless, and then the and then deciding to kick the field goal even earlier on fourth and one after the injury had happened because that is a scenario. I don't care what time in the game it is. I don't care what the situation is. If you're fourth and one at like the 30 ish yard line, it's an automatic. You should go for it. You have Josh Allen, make this happen. go get a touchdown. So I think McDermott in push comes to shove situations in this game, decided to be conservative and that affected them, but it's not the main blame. Like Josh's your blame pie is perfect because Josh deserves at least half of that. The Dorsey conversation is interesting to me because I don't think it's schematically and we're going to, and all the X's and O's people, like you said, have come out today and said, it's not a scheme issue, not a scheme issue, whatever. That's fine. There's clearly some sort of connection and what to Kristen, to what you were saying about reigning Josh in. I, there is a direct correlation to sugar high Josh disappearing for larger amounts of time with Brian Dable than it has been with Ken Dorsey. And it's, Mm -hmm. we know that how close they were. We know the kind of special connection they had as a QB and an OC. We're never going to know exactly what's going on behind those doors in those rooms and everything, Mm -hmm. but something has happened where he is not getting to Josh enough to tell him to take, not take these chances and not take the ball. And whether it's scheme, whether it is someone responded to me earlier on Twitter and said, Dable really, really, lied on his own intuition on when to take chances and deep shots. And it seems like Dorsey relies on Allen to trust his intuition to when to take those shots. And clearly Allen's intuition cannot be trusted in these scenarios. And so there's a push and pull there. These be, we know that the quarterback is given more power in the, in the room, more of a say in personnel and, and play design. He said that as much. Brina said that as much. McDermott said that as much all summer long. So now I think it's time to pull back a little bit and whether that's Dorsey able to do that or whether that's, you know, a guy they've been toting his leadership, like a Stefan Diggs or a Von Miller or Micah Hyde who needs to step up, come to him and, and demand that respect. But there's some kind of disconnect that has happened. And I feel like it's Dable is the, at least the correlation that I'm looking at, but we'll never know exactly what that could be. Unbelievable. What a first week in the NFL. I mean, we had the Bills losing. We had Dable getting smoked. We had Burrow getting smoked. A lot to uh, correct. So with that said, let's go to our next segment here, Fixer Uppers. If you could fix one thing with the Bills team, uh, which would you choose? I would I would strictly just do the only thing that, you know, stuck out to me from what I've been seeing on the clips. Josh, you just got to take the checkdowns. Sometimes it's a little bit easier than we make it out to be. And yeah, you know, maybe it's going to be a four or a seven yard gain. But I forget who posted this, but I, over half the drives last night started with a negative play. So uh, mm-hmm. I hate to, you know, hate to sound like a terminology. Can't, can't be behind schedule as far as the drives are concerned. So uh, maybe let's fix up that. Let's be cleaner on first down. Let's take the checkdowns if we got them. Anything that you guys uh, maybe want to fix up uh, going into week two? 
I want to see him use the weapons a little bit more. Like, I just felt like that we were just targeting certain guys out there and we're not really using the full potential of who we have on that field. I mean, Kincaid, get it. It was, you know, it was his first game. But still, four for four on that yesterday. He's doing work. He's out there. He's proving himself. Let's get the ball into his hands a little bit more. You know, I, I just think that there's a lot of things as far as our weapons go that we could have cleaned up there and actually evenly distributed and just kind of used them where they were. And, and sometimes, you know, you see, like you were saying with the checkdowns, okay, maybe he felt it was he needs to have that Hail Mary. Like, that's a very Josh thing to do, right? But there are some times where he should have just handed that off and let us get a little bit more. So I, I don't know. I just felt like it was very unbalanced yesterday. Micah, anything you would uh, look to tighten up before a uh, home opener? Unbalanced is the perfect word. That's how the offense felt all night. And then the decision-making didn't help it either. Um, I'm, I'm with you on Kincaid and Knox, eight total targets for the tight ends. We heard all about this 12 personnel. It's going to open up the offense that both of them are going to help each other. They're going to be more involved. Eight targets, whether that's Dorsey or Josh's fault, I think they both share blame in that. It, it, something's got to come from that. The, the spreading around, and maybe Diggs was the only one open. You know, Maybe he was the only one. Maybe Josh was only looking his way, and it was just part of Josh's struggles. But um, I'm with you on the weapons there. The, the biggest thing I think is the biggest fixer-upper thing I'm worried about is this, the, when Brees Hall getting into the second level really mm-hmm. terrified me. Because there's, I'm thinking about an old secondary, especially an old back end on that secondary. And in three weeks, the fastest team in the NFL who just put up 500 yards is coming to town. And that's all I could really think about. So that's what I think McDermott needs to look at that and say, how can we keep these explosives from happening? Because teams are getting those chunk plays are going to kill them more than anything. I mean, even after the arm punt, terrible interception by Josh, you think Zach Wilson at the four yard line. This should be a safety. This should be great flips. To my dad. I'm not going to lie. My, my knee card. jerk reaction was like, okay, like that wasn't the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened on third and eight, like, like right away. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't be thinking that way, though, especially when you look back on that play for sure. Um, with yeah. that said, what you mentioned about the defense, do you feel like, I mean, do, and this question is for both of you. Do you feel like the defense is in a good spot going into week two? Because I do feel like they are, and I feel like you mentioned it. Yeah, they gave up some explosive plays, mm-hmm. but it seems like that really is the only thing that they have to focus on on tightening up. Do you want to yeah, go? Ahead? I feel like, yeah, and I feel, sorry, and I feel like that's. I mean, that's been the McDermott issue. I feel like most of the years they're good at they're good at containing for large parts of the game, and then some of those explosives gets through, and that's what that's what hurts them the most. Um, so it, I thought it was a pretty good performance overall for McDermott. First game as the DC, first game from the defense. The D line, I mean, is extremely encouraging to see what the havoc they were able to cause. Um, and I know that it's it's kind of ridiculous to say they were game planning for Aaron Rodgers and got Zach Wilson, but I'm sure that they were game planning for Aaron Rodgers and got Zach Wilson. And that I think what you said earlier though was too. so right. I think I think they went a little bit more conservative when Zach Wilson was in oh, because they were playing not to lose. They they were thinking like, <laughs> oh, let's not mess this up because we have this in the bag. For sure. Right. Go ahead, Kristen. You know, I mean, I agree with you. I think our the defense didn't scare me much yesterday. I think that they looked pretty good. Floyd was a monster. Um, he was going after it. And honestly, I'm really excited to see more out of Bernard as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when he went out and he caught Breeze, got him out of, you know, got they him out of the play. Yeah, that was a big play for him. So I want to see more of that. But yeah, all in all, I mean, I wasn't as worried about that. It was just our offense was atrocious. 
Agreed. You need to balance it out. Just like perfectly balanced, just like all things should yeah. be Thanos. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that said, there is a little reason for optimism going into week two. The bills are basically the biggest favorite in Vegas. Uh, getting ready to face Vegas, uh, anywhere from minus eight and a half to nine and a half. Uh, so it seems like a lot of optimism there. Uh, what are you guys going to do for the game uh, between now? And, let, let's let's go to this first. I got the segment 100 hours. 100 hours will get us to Saturday at 1030. Anything good uh, you guys got going on between now and then? Oh, like event wise? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you having fun? Are you doing anything tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the WTF part of the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... My, my weekend's starting on Friday, right? So we are actually launching our beer that we did with Resurgence, that Big Berry Bean. Um, Barbell's putting that on tap. Ooh. So we're having a party at Barbell. Yeah, I know. I was super excited. <laughs> but we're having a party at a Barbell from 6 to 8 to, like, launch that. And they're going to donate, you know, portions of each pint or beer or whatever that goes out back into the Mafia Babes. You know, we're working with a different charity every month. And then um, – I don't know if you guys heard about Saturday, if you're going to be there, they're shutting down. It's like left turn, put something together and brought in all these bars and restaurants and vendors and, you know, DJ milk, the bills DJ is going to be there. And, but it's on, uh, they shut down main street in Buffalo and it's from noon to six. So we're going to be there. We're going to have our table, you know, with all the babes merch stuff there, but that's supposed to be a party. Um, And then Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> what? What? Uh, now, do you have your lot plan figured out or anything? Because I, I, that's going to be chaos for a lot of people. A lot of people don't realize that. I'm, I keep trying to get the messaging out, but yeah, you mean for like parking and stuff? Yeah, and again, I, I don't like. I don't mean to sound like a crazy person, but yeah, there are about mm-hmm. you know thousands of parking spots that were available last year that aren't available this year. You're right. I think it's going to be chaos, absolute chaos. I mean. I park in the same place every every single game, and I'm lucky enough that it's a one of the girls that's actually in the babes that lives directly like in the neighborhood by the um, by the stadium, and she just lets me reserve a spot. So like I'm spoiled in that way. But um, I think for people that aren't spoiled like I am, it, it's gonna be I don't even know where you go at this point, you know. It's tough. We'll be looking forward to spending our time uh, at the game day hospitality lot. Uh, again, not to make, not to brag, but they got it figured out. They got the whole tailgate there, DJ, everything going on right uh, behind O'Neal's, I believe, uh, over there. So uh, make sure you come by or make sure you get your ticket and go over there. Uh, will be a great time, obviously, for that game. With that said, wind it down here on Trainwreck tonight, 308. Huge shout out to Kimmick86, Kristen Kimmick, for following us. Make sure you're following her. Make sure you're following Bill's Mafia Babes and all the great stuff they do. Uh, Kristen, you got any shout outs? Um... No, <laughs> that's very I mean, fair. You know what? It's an overreaction Tuesday. I'm I, my, 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 by the way, speaking of fixer uppers, I need to fix up my hydration methods because yeah. this morning I was hung over as hell. Yeah. Me too. A little bit. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Shout out to the bills and all the bills fans that stuck with it through last night. You know, I, I don't know. I guess I don't think about that one. I, I I tried to get a post out last night, but the whole and I was a little too drunk to like get the point across. But being a Bill a Phil's fan, it's never been for the faint of heart. Right. Right. It never is. Why who are you shouting out? Me? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll shout out my sister uh who played at UB this weekend in a one one tie uh for Cornell soccer. And I will shout out uh, the team at Rec Room, who was awesome last night. Uh, we hosted the game, and it was a great uh, time. Everyone had a lot of fun. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Mikey, you got anybody? 
I'll shout out. Um, I was back home in Western New York this weekend, so I'll shout out my parents for hosting me, <laughs> giving me all my good Western New York food. I have a Paula's donut in the fridge right now that I've been waiting all day to get onto. So yeah, shout out to the parents. That is always very nice. Uh, speaking of very nice, we're going to have to make you disappear for a second here, Micah, but make sure you're following on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Spotify YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> SoundCloud, MySpace. Make sure you follow them all. Again, huge shout out to our guest at Kimmick86. Make sure you're following her and Bill's Mafia Babes on all platforms because you know this train never stops. We will not be stopped by an 0-1 start. It's never stopped us before. It's not going to stop us now. Huge shout out to you for following along. Everyone go have a good, good. night now. Good.